0: The Utah men's basketball team got a big commit this week from the transfer portal. Can we expect him to make a difference for the running Utes? That's coming up next on Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Austin Facer. Thanks for making Locked on Utes your first listen every day. This show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So however however you found me, be it Apple, be it Spotify, maybe overhearing uh, someone else who's listening to the podcast, I appreciate you for tuning in. Please leave a review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, You know, you guys already made it past my inaugural episode of the retooled edition of the show yesterday. Let me just reintroduce myself in case you missed that show. My name is Austin Facer. I'm kind of goofy, smart-out guy, big fan of the Utes, big fan of general sports here in Utah. Just here to give you a good time while you listen to updates and news and, uh, and all, of, all the good commentary regarding sports uh, up on the hill at the University of Utah. As, as I mentioned at the start of the top of the show, I want to talk a little bit about Utah men's basketball. And we're going to start by talking about the the news of the week, I guess you could say, for the running Utes. Obviously, the if you follow the media, if you follow social media, I'm assuming you do to some degree. If you're you know a fan of uh, the University of Utah, you probably saw that the Utes landed a pretty big transfer via the uh, the transfer portal. They landed a uh, guy from the University of Cincinnati, guard Mike Saunders Jr. And let me just tell you a little bit about Mike Saunders Jr. Okay, he played his freshman and sophomore years at the uh, the University of Cincinnati, mostly in a reserve role, was a, a backup uh, point guard, guard for them. Just some tidbits about him. He's a great athlete. That's, that's the first thing that stands out about this guy when you read his bio. It's peppered with all kinds of info and uh, accolades and uh, kind of just, you know, braggy stuff, I guess you could say, about what a good athlete this guy is. Apparently, according to the University of Cincinnati, This guy was the fastest guy on the team. He had great speed. He was a real threat to stretch the entire floor. He was elite, you could say, at going coast-to-coast, getting easy layups when uh, when the defense was lacking, not paying attention, I guess. Off the bench last year, he averaged 7.3 points per game. Looking at his stats, I, I did notice something that I thought was kind of an interesting tidbit. I It says here uh, regarding his three point percentage, he increased his percentage from beyond the arc from in the uh, in the low 20s as in his freshman freshman campaign to a percentage of 35.9 percent, which is a 14.2 increase, 14.2 percent increase. That's. That's a pretty considerable increase, and re- reaching the thirty-five point nine percent mark from the behind the arc probably would put him as an above-average shooter at the college level. I know for a fact uh, in the NBA the average is around thirty-five uh, percent. I imagine it's a little bit lower in college. So, to me, that says he's probably is probably an above-average shooter. But I I think what really stands out about this guy is his elite athleticism. I think that's something that's really been lacking for the University of Utah, uh, especially last year. I, I, I know just watching, uh, I, I, I was able to attend the uh, Utah-Arizona game. Watching that game, it was pretty blatant, I guess you could say. the uh, The discrepancy, not only in talent, I guess you could say, between Utah and Arizona, but just sheer athleticism, ability to run the floor, you know, jump up, grab rebounds, just do all those cool things that, that make up being an athlete. You know, th- those guys really had their PF flyers on, so to speak. They could run fast, jump high. The Utes, uh, I thought by comparison, looked like they were wearing cement blocks on their feet. I, I thought they looked considerably slower. So I think getting a, a guy with some wheels in, some some shooting ability is going to be really, really key for, for Utah if they want to Build off their uh, their abysmal record. I think they went like eleven and twenty last year, and something like four and sixteen in conference play. So, getting a, a, a an, an edge in athleticism and and uh, and speed is going to be key. It, it, it's really going to be important for Utah. I think the first step in building a good team, or at least I guess you could say a better team, is really getting guys who are Decent ball handlers who can make good decisions, who can, can really set a tempo, who can shoot if need be. I think getting guys with all these attributes, having a really effective guard line is something that is just so key, probably at any level of basketball, but especially in college basketball where you know turnovers run rampant and uh, the, the shooting isn't always as consistent as we enjoy watching at the NBA level. Uh, just just to give you a little tidbit here on Utah, they had a, a pretty, a, in my mind, a pretty abysmal assist to turnover ratio last year. Just let me put it in layman's terms for you, and this is probably an oversimplification, oversimplif- but I'm not a math person, so you know it is what it is. Uh, their assist to turnover ratio was 1.1, which meant for every 1.1 assist, they were committing a turnover. And... That is pretty remarkably inefficient. If every time you're assisting on a basket, you're also turning the ball over the next time down the floor, pretty much, that's not good. That's not uh, a very constructive um, equation to, to winning basketball games, especially when you're going up against teams that are probably considerably more athletic and, uh, and better at shooting the ball. I guess so that's that's something that that the, the University of Utah really needs to get better at I, I feel is uh really taking care of the ball having you know guys who are experienced guys who who know how to how to handle the rock I think to some degree oh I always say his name wrong getting Booth Gotch back in uh in, in the uh in the swing of things he transferred back from Minnesota of course uh, I think that really helped stabilize the uh, the backcourt there But to some degree, I think, you know, you think about the Utah team of two years ago, I think they really saw a spark when guys like Ryland Jones played well. And obviously he transferred um, away, a little bit of a switcheroo there. He went to uh, head coach Craig Smith's former stomping grounds, Utah State, whereas Craig Smith moved from Utah State to Utah. You probably remember all that. But um, I think to some degree, I think they missed having a really genuinely effective the point guard and, and a guard who can can really dictate the game and hopefully mike saunders jr can be that guy for utah because the basketball program's got to got to get better oh and by the way i have a little tidbit here a little something i wanted to just uh sprinkle in there let let you uh utah diehards know and this is from a very reputable source um i used to live in his house. Um, I used to um, eat his food. I used to ask him for money. I still sometimes do. Um, my father, Dirk Facer, gave me this interesting little tidbit. Um, something that didn't come to fruition, but it could have. Uh, he was privy to the fact that after um, finishing up, you know, the football season for the University of Utah, the plan was for Britton Covey to uh to move over and, and play hoops for the Utes last year obviously that didn't happen uh he was going he he would have had to join the team midway through the year just play the last uh uh last uh half of the year or so with the team but i i think the fact that the the Utes uh football season got extended into to january made that a little bit difficult and possibly impossible and the fact that uh covey declared for the n f l draft that that didn't happen but It was close. It was really close to becoming a possibility. I don't know if that's something that was commonly known. I'm guessing maybe it wasn't, but uh, I I can tell you uh, secondhand from my father that 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 was something that was real and on the table. So a little bit of an interesting tidbit there. I I, I do want to talk a little bit more about Britton Covey here coming up in the next segment. But first, I've got to tell you guys about something I've seen on the freeway. These billboards I've been seeing Driving in from uh, my home in, I'm not telling you where, to downtown Salt Lake City, I've seen these Built Bar billboards all over town. I'm sure you've heard about it. I think they've got an NIL deal with uh, BYU, the team down south. So, I, you know, I don't want to get too much into that territory, but I, I have been interested in Built Bar. I, th- these billboards are amazing. They have these, I'm a, I'm, I love candy. I'm, if you know anything about me, I love candy, I love sugar, I have a crippling sugar addiction. Uh, I can't help it. So I've kind of been getting older, though. I'm looking for kind of a healthier option. And it seems like these Bilt Bars might have something to it. Let me tell you about these Bilt Bars, okay? They're they're sponsoring our show. And I, I think I'm going to really indulge and maybe look into getting some of these Bilt Bars thanks to this great offer we have. But first, you know, it, the thing that caught my eye were these Puffs. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow protein bar. But they're not calling them a protein bar, okay? They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they've got some crazy flavors, too. They've got cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Are you kidding me? A banana cream pie? But here's the crazy thing. Bilt Bars, typically, most of the built Bars only have about 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. For someone like me who's getting a little bit up there in age, I'm, I'm going to be 30 this summer. That's freaking me out. I got to start taking better care of myself. I'm going to look in these built bars. We've got this great offer that I'm going to take advantage of, and I think you should too. You want to go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Make sure, again, you use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Almost lost my voice there. LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. That's going to give you 15% off at built.com. Again, I want to thank you for uh, making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. The show is free, available wherever you get your podcasts. I mentioned a little bit about Britton Covey. Uh, I, I saw this this funny quote um, just just reading up on the Utes. Um, just kind of you know, obviously they started spring practices, all that. They're gearing up for next season. what they're doing so for the first time in quite a while. They're doing so without any. Mention, or I guess there's a mention, but there's no real connection between Britton Covey and the roster. This is something that has not happened in so long. If you think this guy had been playing for the Utes for nearly a decade, he debuted as a freshman in 2015. You know, obviously he missed the 2016 and 2017 season. He was serving in the LDS mission in Chile, but he had been on the team since 2015. Think about that. Do you know how far back 2015 was? Especially considering where we've been in our lives and our society the last two years. Doesn't 2015 seem like it was like 2015 years ago? I, 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 to me, I, I thought that was that It's just remarkable to think that Britton Covey's not going to be a part of the program for the first time in that, in, in that long. And Kyle Whittingham kind of had an interesting quote. He's like, man, this is not gonna lie, you know, guys move on, and uh, you know we we do kind of notice it a little bit, but that one was not having Britain here was particularly noticeable, I, I, and I'm sure he said it with a a little bit of a a, a dry Kyle Whittingham, you know, chuckle, you know, towards the end of his quote, and that's just paraphrasing, of course, what he said, but uh, I mean, it it really is incredible to think about the impact Britain Covey made. Obviously, he was a freshman All American. He really. Um, you know, took the, uh, the college football scene by storm as a freshman, left for two years, fulfilled his, uh, the obligation to his, uh, to his faith, served his LDS mission, came back uh, for the 2018 season, and has been a huge part of Utah's success. He's played in all three of the Pac-12 championship games that the University of Utah has played, and that's, that's kind of an incredible accomplishment. He had another year of eligibility incredibly due to, you know, some medical issues and, and obviously the uh, circumstances in the 2020 season. So he could have played another year, but I I think in his mind, it's like, you know, he's old enough. This is his best opportunity to to capitalize on, on his ability and where he's at in his career to, to try to make a run for it in the NFL draft. So that's, yeah, I mean, you can't blame a guy for wanting to move on after seven years, you know, it reminds me of the the Tommy Boy joke. Oh, a lot of guys go to college for seven years. I know they're called doctors, so I always like uh, throwing in, peppering in that little uh, GIF whenever Britton Covey gets mentioned on Twitter. But uh, is it GIF or JIF? That's a good question. Anyway, so I, I just just the, this is the little brevity here. I just want to go back and revisit what was happening in the world in 2015 before Britton Covey joined the University of Utah football team. So imagine at this point, uh, or just at some point in 2015, this is going to sound crazy, especially because it's something we've been seeing talked about in the news a lot, and something that is affecting just about all of us. I think the national average for gas back in 2015, two dollars and forty three cents. Movies that were released that year included Jurassic World, the first. Uh, uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakened also came out that year. Mad Max Fury Road did as well. I believe they won the uh, Oscar for Best Picture. 2015 was kind of a weird year, too. I don't know if you remember. There were uh, a lot of uh, um, conflicts around the world. There, there were conflicts in Libya, Yemen, Syria. There was also a terrorist attack in Paris, France uh, November that year that uh, uh, ended with over 130 fatalities. Uh, also, uh, big news from 2015, Millennials. That was kind of the 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 word of the year that year. They became the biggest generation in the United States in terms of population, surpassing the number of baby boomer baby boomers, excuse me, in the United States. And also that year same-sex marriage was legalized by the federal government. So that that it, it that seems like it was forever ago. That's because it was. And that's I think that's just a testament to Britton Covey, who who he is, what he's meant to the youths over these last eight years, and uh, obviously, I'm sure everybody who's who's supported the the team, everybody who's followed college football, probably knows his name by now. And uh, he's off to the NFL. We wish him the best. But uh, we're, so we're gonna we're gonna stay uh, on that that same topic. We're gonna talk a little bit about the NFL youths we can expect to see in the uh, the NFL, especially guy I want to talk about is uh, Devin Lloyd. We're going to talk about him next. But first, let's talk a little bit about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds. Did you guys see Tiger Woods yesterday? Man, that was something else. I, it would be, how crazy would that be if that could, could actually make a run for it? I I'll tell you who could give you the best odds, the best probability, uh, it would be these guys at Bet Online. They're they're the continued source for all your sporting wagering info. They've got live betting info. They, it just just go to the website today. They've got really get an edge here on the betting game. So remember, that's Bet Online where the game starts. So again, I want to talk about Devin Lloyd here, but before we do so, I want to just real quickly touch on one more offer for you guys. Uh, it's from InterCap Lending. Okay, we talked about millennials, baby boomers. Millennials, it's time to move out of your basements. It's time to move into a home, and you got to get a loan for this. And there is a reason that no other lender helps more families with their mortgage needs. Intercap gets deals done. It's a quick and simple process. Intercap closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process and that's what Locked On's personal loan offer, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of listeners so far, including Mr. David Locke himself. So let's be honest, if, if, if Steve can help David on track through the entire process, which I'm sure is a near impossibility and something to be admired... Steve can help anybody and though intercap and though intercap is new to locked on you. It's locked on, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's not a new company intercap has been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That's 44 years of experience. And Steve Carter has been providing locked on listeners with the best experience since 2018 intercap is headquartered here in Utah but licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in 40 different states. So go ahead and give Steve a call. His direct number is 385-800-5828. I got his, if you want to look him up, his NMLS number is 190465. And for more information, call Steve or visit intercaplending.com. So again, back to talking about the NFL draft. Obviously, if you're talking about Utah and the NFL draft, the biggest name, and I don't mean to give this away for anybody who's been living under a rock the last 12 months or so, is linebacker Devin Lloyd. He's, uh, he's headed to the NFL. Uh, he's expected to be Utah's ninth ever NFL first-round selection. And it, it really is anybody's guess where he could go at this point. Just looking at kind of a, a couple of the major players, a couple of major mock drafts, it's it's kind of anybody's guess where he could go, where he, obviously, it feels like, you know, if you're going to be a first-round draft pick, you're going to go to a place where you're going to make an immediate impact right away. Where that is, though, nobody knows. The NFL drafts, not until April 28th, that's when we'll find out. But, I mean, some of the experts have predictions that are just all over the map. Bruce Feldman, who writes for The Athletic, he has him going as high as 5th to the New York Giants, whereas the lowest I think I've seen him it comes from Chris Trapazzo over at CBS Sports. He has him going at the very last pick of the first round to the Detroit Lions at 32nd. Uh, Todd McShay uh, has him going to the Eagles. There, there, there's really, I mean, it, between 5 and 32, there's no telling where he could go. Um, uh, and I, it's going to be really exciting to see how that happens. Um, Devin Lloyd obviously, um, knows he's going to go well in the draft. He, he feels like he, he did really well in the combine. He elected to sit out uh pro day up at the U just feeling like he had already done enough to cement his stock. I believe he has some team visits scheduled and, and all that kind of good stuff. So it's going to be fascinating to see where Devin Lloyd goes. I'll tell you where I would like to see Devin Lloyd. And this is for, Completely selfish reasons, but I can back them up with some 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 good thinking here, some sound ideas. I want Devin Lloyd to play for the Seattle Seahawks. We need him. I'm a Seattle Seahawks diehard. I've got a couple of jerseys hanging up. I've got a Russell Wilson jersey that I can't bear to look at anymore. Uh, it breaks my heart that he went to the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm not sure how to feel about anything, but I'll tell you what would really really help me feel better about a lot of things with the Seattle Seahawks would be if they drafted Devin Lloyd. And it makes sense. The same day they uh, the trade uh, with Russell Wilson was announced, the Seahawks also let go uh, a mainstay in, in linebacker Bobby Lloyd, former Utah State uh, star. Uh, it was a mainstay in Seattle for, I believe, like nine seasons, maybe ten. Um I think was the leading tackler almost every year he was on the Seahawks. And he's now gonna be a member of the Los Angeles Rams, so it breaks my heart to see him playing for a division rival and for the reigning Super Bowl champs. Uh so I'm a little unhappy with the Seahawks right now where they stand. But like I said, they can make up for a lot of these recent sins in my mind by drafting Devin Lloyd. I think he can fill the shoes left by Bobby Wagner. It's it's I think there's a real clear track record with the Seahawks drafting guys out of the University of Utah. Obviously, you remember a few years ago, they selected Cody Barton and Marquise Blair in the same draft. Pete Carroll loves Utah guys. He he feels like Kyle Whittingham gets them very well prepared for the NFL. Pete Carroll's probably crazy enough that he stays up and enjoys Pac-12 after dark as well. I'm sure he's seen the University of Utah on on football, or on television, excuse me, on football, on television, plenty of times. I think this makes sense. I think it's a possibility. The Seahawks are going to pick at nine. I, I, I don't think that would be too much of a reach for them. He fills a need. There's a history of, of Pete Carroll and the Seahawks selecting Utes in the draft. Come on, Seattle. I, let, just do it. Just do it for me. Bring Devin Lloyd to Seattle. Put him in the action green, put him in the navy blue, put him in the wolf gray, put him in whatever you, you call these colors. Put him in that uniform. That'll make things feel a lot better. And send me a new jersey too. I, I, can't, I don't think I can wear the Russell Wilson jersey anymore. So anyway, that, thanks for making Locked on You. It's your first listen every day. We'll be back on Monday. I don't know what we're going to be talking about yet, but uh, maybe I'll tease it over the weekend if you follow me on social media. Now that you've listened to me, Why don't you listen to something else? I just finished talking about the NFL Draft. Why don't you go ahead and listen to the Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker are bringing you the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and a behind-the-curtains look at what happens with NFL front offices. This show, like all the others on the Locked On Podcast Network, is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again. We'll see you on Monday.